0: Hey guys, welcome back to our little makeshift studio. Um, just wanted to take some time uh, this morning or whenever you're watching this, this afternoon, this evening, uh, just to, to go through some things I feel God sharing with us and just take some time to encourage us. But before we get started, why don't we just pray and just ask God to come and, and just speak through this time. So Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come, come and be with us as we, as, as we navigate through this difficult time, Jesus. Come and have your way, Lord. Come and reform your church to the things that you want it to be, Father. Come and show us and grow us in this time. Come and reveal your heart to us. I pray for peace over everyone who's watching this, over everyone who who is walking through this COVID-19 issue, Father. I just pray your shalom peace just fall right now. In people's homes, Father, wherever it is that they're seeing this, may your peace just begin to engulf their houses, engulf their hearts, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We honor you and we do this because we worship you and we and we respect and honor who you are. You are in our midst in this. We acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you in this place. Come and have your way. In your beautiful name we pray. Amen. So I just want to take a little moment to uh, put a warning out for this sermon. It is PG, 13+. plus. Uh, there's a couple of words, but it's okay. I got it from the scriptures, so we're allowed to we're allowed to have a PG because you'll find out in a second why it's PG. <laughs> so Joshua, at the start of Joshua, we see um, Joshua be handed the mantle from Moses. Moses has passed away, and and Joshua is is standing up and he's and he's beginning to to take the call to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And there's something interesting that takes place as to where Joshua he takes the mantle from Moses. And and the reason it's PG is because he takes that mantle in a in a town called Shittim, and the Israelites are camped in this place. They camped in a little town called Shittim, and Shittim is is not a, a very um, well known place. It's not a very big place. It's a place that that they were literally camped out after their walk through the wilderness. That was not great, but it was the platform by which they used to walk into the promised land. It's the platform that that. Uh, Joshua is given the mantle over from Moses to take the Israelites into the land that was promised to them by God. And I really feel at the moment that the church uh, of Jesus Christ, a church that we are all a part of, the, the ecclesia, the called out ones who gather together to, to do the work of Jesus, is at the moment sitting in the city of Shittim. We are right in the midst, knee deep in this. And I feel like there is a, a moment that we get to understand the things that were given to Moses and have now been handed on, and we get to launch from this place into the promises that were given. I spoke last week a little bit briefly about um, the prophecies that have come out about twenty twenty, the promises, the, the the stadiums being filled, lives being changed, that that the harvest was ready, that that things uh, were taking place and 2020 was going to be a massive year. And all the time on Facebook I've been seeing, can we start 2020 over? Can we skip 2020? Can we forget about 2020? And I started to get a little bit disheartened thinking, well, I don't want to skip 2020 because there was so much promise given, but we're not walking into that promise. We're still resting in the Valley of Shittim. And I think the, the, the thing that's so encouraging for me is that Joshua takes the Israelites and he walks them into the promised land. But there is a journey in that walking. There is a process. There's a process of pain and suffering. But at the end, there is a, a process of glory and, and coming into that promise. In Joshua 1, 5 to 6, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. What Joshua is given in this is an encouragement to be strong and courageous in the valley of Shittim until he can walk into the fullness of the promised land. That's the encouragement we're being given today as the church. Be strong and be courageous, for you are in a valley, but I've given you a promise to pull you in to what your fathers had had been given from the Father. But you have to walk through the journey. You have to bring yourself out of Shittim into the promised land. But there's a key that Joshua's given, and it's strong and courageous. In the midst of this massive journey that they had before them, a land filled with giants, opposing kings and kingdoms, trained and outnumbered armies, and they're coming from this tiny platform with broken people who have just wandered through the desert with a, a starting point of Shittim into the promises. And Joshua gets told, be strong and courageous. The mountain that he was about to climb, the, the challenge in front of him was huge. And he gets told, be strong and courageous. That, that to me seems like a bit of a, a, a kick in the guts when, when you're staring at, at an, an undefeatable enemy And someone says to you, hey, be strong and courageous. And you're like, I don't have any strength left. I don't have any courage left. It was all stripped away. That was the same place that Joshua stood. He stood in a moment where he says, God, I can't be strong anymore. I can't be courageous anymore. I've got nothing left. I'm in the valley. I'm in the pits of the pits. Shit as they say. And you're asking me to be strong and courageous, to not, not to just walk over the threshold, but to be walk into more devastation, more troubles, more pain, more persecution, to get to what you have going to give me on the other side. And God, in a way, says to him, but it'll all be worth it. I promise you that when you walk into this land, it'll be like nothing you've ever had before. And I think that as a church, we have to begin to understand that, that there is a mountain in front of us. There is a a, a a journey filled with giants, opposing kings and kingdoms, armies that are outtrained, outnumbered. But God, but God is with us. God has called us into this place. He's called us into the journey, into the promised land, into the things that were promised for twenty twenty. God's given us a, a outline of what's to come. We have to decide: Will we be strong and courageous in this time? Will we pick ourselves up? Out of the valley of Shittim, and start to journey toward the promised land that was given—a land filled with, with milk and honey, filled with filled stadiums crying out the name of God, with streets where people are being saved and returned, where signs and wonders begin to flow back through city streets. Those are the promises that were made for two thousand twenty. Those are the things that were given by the Father, and yet we stand. In the valley of Shittim, looking at the promises that were called in, and, and God saying, "Will you be strong and courageous in this time? Will you pull yourself into the place that Joshua had to to take a people and walk them into the promises that were given?" We have to have triumph. We have to have triumph, but it's not without adversary. You look at all all the stories you've ever you've ever seen on on movies to, to books that re, that you've read, or or, um, you know, any sort of triumphing movie like, like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, or these things, there's always triumph, but it always comes with adversary. We, the reason those stories are written like that is because the Bible's the same, right? The characters always go through adversary. The people that we've read about from the past, in the scriptures always walk through adversary. You don't get the gold without the dragon. You don't get the mountaintops without the climb. You don't get the six pack without the early mornings. You don't get success without the failures. It's the failures along the way that strengthen us and grow us and teach us how to continue to come into the triumph. See, we have to understand that there's a journey in front of us. There's a journey in front of us. It's gonna be difficult, but the, the end of the journey is milk and honey. The end of the journey is the promises that God has given us in this time, in this era. Jordan Peterson says this, he says, as you attempt to climb a higher mountain or aim at a higher target, the things around you become increasingly dramatic and of importance. That happens by necessity because you are aiming and working hard at something difficult and profound. Your life is going to become increasingly difficult, but it's going to become increasingly profound. In layman's terms, what he's saying is, the more important the task, the more difficult the obstacles. Why? because we have an enemy that doesn't want us to step into the fullness that God's going to give us. We read read the New Testament. We read Paul talking to the Ephesians, to the Galatians, to the Corinthians. He never ever is quiet about the fact that there is an opposing force wanting to stop us from getting to the things that God has for us. This thing that we're in at the moment, this COVID-19, this isolation, this spread, is a force trying to stop the church from entering into the promises that were given for 2020 and we have an opportunity now to stand up and be strong and courageous in this time and take the church from the valley of shittim into the promised land and that's the thing that that is so encouraging for me is that there is there is this this battle between light and darkness that we that we're fighting but we have the victory right so we're standing on the winning team we got the best picks of the draft, we got the best, the best team put forward, and we've already won. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a journey we have to walk, the mountain we have to climb, the difficulties, difficulties that we'll pursue. But it must strengthen us and encourage us into a time that when we enter in the Promised Land, we enter grown, changed, matured as a people of God. The Valley of Shittim is now, we're in that place. You look around, you see the, you see Christians that have been Christians for years wandering and, and lost and hurt and challenged. And, and you see guys who were full of faith until this has happened and now they have zero faith. That's because this valley is ripping the people apart. But as a people, if we can stand and be courageous in this time, we can walk out of that place into the Promised Land. So how do we do that? How do we bring ourselves from the valley Onto, or oh, sorry, into the mountain plan. Sorry, let me just say all that again. How do we bring ourselves out of the valley into the promised land that God has for us? Paul Tothill, a good friend of ours from Adelaide, he, he has a saying, and I'm sure he stole it from someone else, but I get to quote him because he was the one I heard it from. But he has a saying that says, What you do on the mountain determines what happens in the valley. And he gets it from Exodus 17 8, verse 16. It says this. Then Amalek came, and he fought with Israel and Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose for us men, and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him, and he fought with Amalek, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his staff, Israel prevailed, and whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and they put it under him. And he sat on it while Aaron and Hur filled up his hands on one on one side and on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in a book and recite it in the ears of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it. The Lord is my banner, saying a hand upon the throne of the Lord God. The Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. When Moses is on top of the mountain, it's that place by which the Israelites won in the valley. When he goes up the mountain and he holds himself before God and he he, he lifts the staff before God to worship him, to honor him and to glorify him, it was the winning of the valley that took place. When he lowers his hands, when he, when, he, when he shows a sign of not being able to worship anymore, not being able to proclaim the name of Jesus anymore, he lowers his hands and, and they started to lose in the valley. See this is a picture of prayer and worship unto the Father that brings about a, a victory in the valley. See, we're, we're wandering around going, but what do we do? How do we do this? We go back to the things we've always known. We go back to the most simplest form of our faith, prayer and worship. We pray, we honour Him, we worship Him, we glorify His name, we give Him everything that He deserves, and it's in that place the people begin to win in the valley and come out of the valley into the promised land. This time that we're in now is the biggest, most national call to prayer I think the church has seen. This is the most incredible, most important call to worship the church has ever seen. I've been harping on about getting on your knees before God in worship, getting on your knees before God in prayer, bringing yourself before Him. Why? Because that's the mountaintop. That's how we see victory in the valley, is when we stand before Him, when we worship Him, we glorify His name, we give Him everything that we have. We start to pull the people out of Shittim into the Promised Land. That's how simple it is. But the interesting thing about this verse that we see is that Moses becomes tired. Moses becomes worn down. He becomes he becomes unable to stand and worship. That he begins to he begins to fall or stumble until he sits down, and he and and um, the guys around him have to lift his hands up. See what, what that shows for me is that this is a difficult time. It's a difficult process. When I say when I say to the, to, to our community and, and to friends that I'm talking with, get before God. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. I'm not saying it's simple and it's, it's not difficult. It was difficult for Moses to stand on that mountain and continue to worship. But through his sacrifice and through his struggle, there was victory in, in the valley. There was victory in the low place because of what he was doing on the high place. See, when we bring ourselves before God, it's difficult, it's challenging, it's, it's hard at times. It's hard when you're hurting and nothing seems to be going right to bring yourself before Him, to bring yourself before God and say, God, I'm going to give you this next hour. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to glorify your name, regardless of the pain and suffering that's falling down around me. I'm going to continue to worship you. That's a difficult thing to do, but what it does is it brings us to a place where we glorify Him and we see victory in the valley. So what I, my encouragement this, this morning, this afternoon, this evening in this little studio where I'm sweating bullets is go to the high place. Go to the place of God, climb that mountain, get to the top of that mountain and, and go to your knees. Practically, what does that look like? It means saying, I've got 24 hours in a day. I'm going to give you, Lord, as much of that as I can. I'm going to give you 10%, 20%, 25 30 40 50% of my day. I'm going to give to you and I'm going to bring myself to the mountain. I'm going to drop to my knees. I'm going to close my door. I'm gonna stop all the the noise around me. Or, if you're a parent and you have children, I'm gonna do it in the midst of the noise. I'm gonna do it in the midst of my kids playing or my kids asking for things. But I'm gonna bring myself before you because that's what's important. And I'm gonna praise and worship your name. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, who is, who was, and who is to come. You're my past, my present, and my future. You're where we've been, you're where we are, and you're where we're going all at the same time. And I'm going to worship you because like the angel said in that place, you are holy, holy, holy. When we stand in that place, when we stand in that place on the mountaintop, we bring ourselves into victory in the valley. I want to finish with this. I had to double check to ring on to double check this, that this boating analogy is right, but it's a phenomenal analogy. When there's a storm brewing, at sea, and there's boats docked in a harbor, for a lot of them, and they can see that there's a storm coming, they will actually take their boat off the harbor and sail out towards the storm. Because if the the storm hits in the harbor, their boats will be smashed up against the rocks and smashed up against other boats. So they actually take the boat out toward the harbor, and they face their boat toward the storm, toward the waves, and they drop down their anchor and they let the anchor hold tight in the ground and they keep their boat face toward the storm. And I thought this is such an incredible analogy because that's where we are right now. There is a massive storm at foot. But if we can drop the anchor, allow that anchor to be everything we have our faith and trust in. The, the boat captain, the skipper, understands that the anchor is everything. We lose that, we're going to get tossed backwards and fro. We have to trust in our anchor. We've sung song after song after song that Jesus is our anchor. We've, we've, we know that. We've sung that. But what does it look like to actually lower the anchor and say, I trust you, Jesus, in this time while my boat is facing the storm, while I'm going up and down in the waves, I trust that the anchor will hold me. I trust you, Jesus. And I'm going to continue to worship you and praise you in this time because I know who you are and I trust you in this. Guys, I just want to encourage you. Be strong and courageous, just like Joshua was asked. While we stand in the valley of Shittim, get on your knees, go to the mountaintops, begin to lift your hands and raise your praise before Jesus, before God, and watch the people come out of that valley into the promised land. Be strong and courageous. Have faith in this time. I'm just going to pray and then we can finish. Lord, Lord, help us. Give us the courage and strength of which Joshua operated in. Give us the courage and the strength to see the giants, to see the lands that were filled with turmoil, pain and suffering, and to walk into those lands knowing that we have you, Jesus, as our anchor, as our cornerstone, the one we hold tightly to. Give us the strength, Lord, right now, to hold on to you in this time. Give us the strength to go to you on the mountain and to raise our hands just like Moses did, to lift our praise and our worship up to you in the midst of the valley in the midst of our our families and our churches and our our friends fighting down in the valley father give us the strength to be the one who goes to the mountaintop for them to raise our hand to be caught in the challenge of that where our hands get tired and our body gets weak but we say i'm not moving until we come through this lord until you've given us the things that you promised to us jesus more than ever we trust you We put our faith in you. We put our hope in you. There is hope. And we know that you've given that to us. So we trust you, Lord. We honor your beautiful name. We say thank you. And we say, come and have your way. Let your will be done. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us. Yours is the power for now and forever. God, we love you. We honor you. And we glorify your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I hope that was encouraging. I hope that there's some some things you can take away from that. Go, Go to the mountaintop. Be strong and courageous. And we'll be seeing you on the social pipes. Uh, on the Zooms, the YouTubes, the Social Pipes. The social they're a thing. Social pipes. The Zooms, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. We'll see you on all those things. Love you and be blessed.